What's up, Lamb Fam? Welcome back to the Life After Miscarriage podcast, where we unapologetically chat the ins and outs of what life is actually like after miscarriage. I'm your host, Shelly Metling, and with four angel babies myself and one rainbow baby here on earth, I have created a platform for you guys to share your stories. So sit back, relax, get ready to relate, laugh, and cry as we get real on what life is actually like after miscarriage in the 21st century. Hello, everyone. We have Jessica Cole on today's episode. I am so excited to get to know a little bit more about her. You guys are going to love her accent. (laughs) Jessica, I'm just going to toss it at you. Start wherever you'd like. Okay. Thank you, Shelly. First off, I just wanted to thank you so much for having me on your podcast. Uh, I got introduced to it a couple months ago and have been listening to it um, on and off on my way to work. And it's been just really healing and an awesome experience to share um, our experiences with one another and just to know like we're not alone in this and that it is common despite what you might think you know while you're going through the valley um, that there are you know the valley tops and the mountain tops that you're going to get to in your journey and it's just uh, pushing through and getting past to that point uh, so I just really wanted to hop on here and share my story I know I'm vocal about it on my own social media channel but I have wanted to actually have the full story that people might not know. Um, so yeah, that's where I was going to start. Um, a little bit about myself and my husband. We met in 2016 and just hit it uh, right off the bat. Sparks flew, as they say, and I just knew that he was the one for me and the one I was going to marry. So uh, we moved pretty quick uh, and actually got engaged. Um, it was May of the next year, so 2017. And then we got married on our one-year date anniversary. So we had the same anniversary for both, which was pretty cool. We got married in October. Uh, and then we just knew right away we had talked about having kids just as soon as we could. Um, and I had been off of birth control since 2016. Uh, I didn't like the way it made me feel. So um, I had told my OB, I was like, I don't want to take this anymore. So I kind of weaned myself off of it. So by the time we had gotten married and were trying, my cycles were pretty normal. Um, They were longer cycles, about 36 days, pushing 40, but I still had one um, each month, so to speak. So I didn't think anything was wrong with me up until that point. So we had just started trying right away and we weren't getting any positives, any scares, anything like that. So I ended up going back to that OB and she just didn't really have any answers for me. Uh, So right then I knew like I was going to make the change and go see a different uh, OB in uh, Lynchburg, which is about 30 minutes from where we lived at the time. So we went and met with her and she just basically told us, you know, uh, you're young, you really shouldn't have any problems getting pregnant. So she did some extra testing that my OB where I live didn't do. She did uh, blood work right away. She did an ultrasound to make sure that I didn't have any blockages or anything like that. Um, I got the blood work back and the only thing that she could tell me was that my prolactin level was mildly elevated, which she wasn't really concerned about too much. So she uh, brought me back for more testing and right away she was like, everything looks good. There's nothing that I see that's concerning. So she just put me on a round of Clomid. So I started the Clomid and 
that would have been about the summer of 2018. Yeah, 2018. And I didn't get pregnant on the first cycle with it. So I didn't get discouraged because she told me, you know, she would do it up to three cycles before she did anything else. Uh, so fast forward, it was about August. We had went to the beach. So this would have been after my second cycle on the Clomid. And I didn't think nothing about it. I didn't think I was pregnant. I just kind of forgot about it. I was on vacation. I tried to let my mind rest. And it was the Friday before we were leaving. And we were on the beach. And I was wearing a white bathing suit. And I was starting to cramp like I do before I get my period. And I was like, that's just awesome. I'm going to bleed right here through this nice bathing suit that I really love. So I was like, went back to the room. And I was going to change. And then I noticed there wasn't any bleeding. So I was like, well, that's odd because normally when that happens I'm you know have already started so I go back to the beach don't think anything else about it and we go home and I go back to work Monday and I remember I felt fine all day and then I got um, like an hour before I was supposed to leave I started getting like the worst flu symptoms so I was like that's just awesome I'm getting the flu so I went home, I kind of self-medicated. I really didn't think I was pregnant at all. I mean, it just didn't even cross my mind. Uh, it wasn't until Tuesday, I went back to work. The doctor that I worked for, she was like, you might be pregnant, you should probably go get a test. She was like, why don't you go get a test and take it here? And I was like, no, I don't really wanna, I don't feel comfortable doing that. So I waited until about Wednesday. And then I was like, you know, I'm late. I was doing calculations. So I got two tests and went home after work and immediately took the first one. It was a pink dye. And I just remember I took the test and it immediately popped up two lines. I mean, there was no like squinting, holding it up to the light, putting a flashlight to it. I mean, it was positive. And I was just floored because I've never had a positive pregnancy test. I, in the back of my mind, I felt like I couldn't even get pregnant. But um, I was just so excited, stunned, shocked. I didn't know what to think. Uh, I didn't tell my husband, he was at work. And he's in law enforcement, so I just really didn't want to distract him from his work uh, until he got home. So I went to church, and acted like nothing was wrong, nothing happened. So I get back home, and he's home at this point. So I had the positive test in my bag, and I had the digital test uh, in the bathroom. So I went into the bathroom and took the digital test, and uh, it was positive. I mean, pregnant right away. So I, I was going to do something cute for him, like, you know, most girls do, like the Pinterest way, but I was just too excited and like floored and we had been trying for a while. So I just had the sticks behind my back and like weirdly held them up and was crying. He's like, what's wrong? And I'm like, no, oh, these are happy tears. Look, just look at it. And then he was just so excited. He couldn't believe it. And it's just in that moment, you automatically plan your life up to that point. You're like, we're going to have a baby in um, eight to nine months like let's go let's we need everything like I have nothing done there's no space I need to clear out a room and that's just all I thought I never thought anything wrong would happen um, I didn't really know anybody personally that had lost any pregnancies except for my cousin she had went through one the year before but she opened up a little bit about it but not all the way so I didn't ever really get to talk to her about it so I just didn't ever think it would happen. So I um, had booked an appointment with my OB back in Lynchburg. So I was scheduled to go back. They didn't want to see me until about 10 weeks. Um, and we were also looking at a birthing center. So I had met with um, a midwife and a doula because I was going to go that route because 
um, I just really like the idea of doing it natural and kind of on our own time. So uh, I had, let's see, it was about October 3rd, uh, I believe was the date. It was a Thursday. Um, I hadn't been sick or anything. Um, hadn't had any really symptoms other than just having like that flu-like symptom at the very beginning. Um, so I didn't think anything was wrong. Um, so I woke up that morning and I went to the bathroom and noticed I had some bleeding and it wasn't really like a bright red color. It was that, you know, dingy brown color. So I didn't think anything about it. I didn't have any cramping. I wasn't hurting. And I went to take a shower to get ready for work. And I noticed that I started feeling really lightheaded and like I was going to pass out. And I know I've passed out, you know, a couple of times before with kind of like blood needles, that kind of things. But I wasn't really sure where it was coming from. Like maybe I was dehydrated or something. And so I remember my husband was asleep and our bathroom was in our bedroom. And I tried to get up and get out of the shower so I could sit down so I wouldn't pass out. And all I remember is trying to open the door to the shower. And that's all I remember until I woke up on the floor and he's like behind me. He's an, also an EMT. So he's behind me. He's just saying like, there's blood, there's so much blood. So I'm thinking like, I've didn't lost my baby, like all over the floor. And I'm just like traumatized. Cause for one, I don't, I don't remember what happened. Um, and he's just sitting behind me. He's like, uh, Jessica, wake up, wake up. Cause I kept nodding off. And he was like, we've got to get, we've got to go to the hospital. So I'm just like freaking out at this point. And he keeps saying your face. <clears throat> so when I finally stood up and looked in the mirror, I had this huge gash on my face, like right on my cheekbone. And it was just bleeding. Like it looked like I had been like in a murder scene out of a movie. So I quickly, I mean, we got dressed. He had an ambulance come get me. I think he was just too stunned to, to drive us there. Um, we didn't live that far away, but he was just, it was like he kind of froze when it came to his wife and his child. So um, I went to the hospital. They wanted to do uh, a CAT scan, make sure I hadn't done, you know, anything or had a seizure or anything like that. They were really shocked I didn't break anything in my face, any facial bones, because I nailed the corner of my vanity. I mean, it was a huge gash. I definitely had to have stitches. And then the last thing they did was an ultrasound because I should have been about um, seven, almost eight weeks at that point um, based on like ovulation and that kind of thing. So they did the ultrasound. Uh, they wouldn't let him come back in there with me, which I really didn't understand because I was already traumatized. Uh, so they do that uh, ultrasound tech and she's being really, uh, really friendly, like really like, oh, this is your first. And kind of encouraging me and I'm just I don't really think anything's wrong with the baby at this point but I am kind of nervous like I did fall and I don't know and the bleeding that was confusing and throwing me off too she just tried to say oh you know with brown blood that could be old blood don't worry as long as you're not it's not bright red and you're not clotting so I go back in the room I'm waiting on the results because they didn't tell me anything in the room and the I had a PA she came back in the room and she was like I couldn't get a heartbeat uh, in the room, she said, and the baby looks like it's measuring more of um, six weeks, but I still see, you know, the sack and everything that there's a baby in there. So that was hopeful. That means they did see something, you know, I didn't think I was imagining it or the tests were lying. So 
we went back home uh, with instructions, you know, if I did start bleeding again to go back to the hospital. So that was Thursday night. I went back to work Friday. Um, still traumatized, uh, obviously. Looked like I had Mike Tyson. Like I had gotten knocked out in the fight. So I go to work and I um, start bleeding at work and it's heavy it's red it's clotting and I just remember taking a picture of it no no no, it's the nastiest thing and I sent it to my cousin who's a nurse and she was like that's not normal you need to um go to the hospital so I end up going to the hospital again this was a different hospital this was actually closer to where we lived and they did an ultrasound and blood work they wanted to make sure my HCG was or they wanted a baseline for the HCG because they didn't have anything from the other hospital. So basically they did the ultrasound and the lady, uh, I could just read it all over her face. Uh, I just remember sitting on there and it's, it's so embarrassing in the moment because you're just, you should be like seeing your baby. You should be seeing the, the movement or the heart, hearing the heartbeat or just seeing that they're in there and they're okay. And she wouldn't let me see anything again. And I'm just terrified. The room is like ice cold. I'm sitting there. I can feel like the blood coming out. And I remember standing up and it was just everywhere on that, like that sheet they put down. And I was just so embarrassed. And I started crying and I'm trying to be strong because I don't like to cry in front of other people. Um, So I just was ready to get back in the room, get back to my husband. And my mom was with me that night. And it was just a a horrifying experience in that moment. Excuse me. And I just couldn't let my mind rest. Like I knew something was wrong because they wanted me to come back in about a week just to check on everything. And at that point I had already started clotting and I knew like I was losing the baby because from the ultrasound, the doctor came back in and said that I was, that they could see that it was starting to um, come down uh, and I was losing the baby so she basically said that I could, um, I didn't need a DNC just because of uh, how small everything was and how it was coming out on its own already. So she was like, I'll just give you some ibuprofen and just go home and rest, lay down, try and, you know, grieve when you need to and relax. And she, I was very thankful for her and the nurse I had at the hospital. She was very understanding. And it was like, she just knew what to say. Uh, She didn't try to make it awkward. She didn't try to doctor talk me, which I was very thankful and appreciative for. She really treated me like a patient Um, or more like, you know, like from mom to daughter, that's how she treated me. And I was very, very thankful. So I went home and we just tried to heal. Um, I just couldn't like wrap my head around it for the longest time, but I was, you know, knee deep in prayer. I knew that, you know, that God had me and that we would get through this. So I let my body heal. Uh, I had went back to my OB in Lynchburg. She wanted to just verify that my levels were back to zero before we started trying again. And I was ready to try again because I knew, you know, oh, you know, two times couldn't happen to me. I mean, statistics aren't there. Uh, I feel like I can do this. So we do it and I um, get pregnant and get a positive test. It was the week before Easter of 2019. 
And I was so excited because at that time we knew my cousins, they were all expecting around November and December. And my due date would have been December 27th. So I was like, oh my gosh, a Christmas baby. This is awesome. Uh, that'll be so sweet. All of our babies will be within, you know, weeks of each other. Uh, and then I found out too, about a week later that my sister-in-law, uh, my husband's sister was expecting and she was due. It would have been like the last week of December. So I was like, how perfect to me, four babies. That's awesome. So that one right away, like, I think it was about a week and a half after I got the positive, I started bleeding again. And it was like, once you've been through it once, you kind of just know. So I was like, yep, it's happening again. So I didn't actually go to a hospital for this one. I just went to the OB that I had saw in my hometown. And actually she was out for the day. So I had to see this man that was there and he was awful. Um, he just came in the room and he was like, yep, your, your pregnancy test was negative and your levels are so low. There is no way you're pregnant. You are miscarrying. And just said it just matter of fact like that. And I was like, okay. Cause I was already upset. Number one, two, he's just so just nonchalant about it. Like I just like broke my arm and he was just there to tell me that, you know, I need to put in the cast, suck it up and go back out into the world. So I just didn't really appreciate that. And I told my husband, I was like, I am never coming back here. I don't care if I'm dying. Just take me somewhere else. And so I went home that day and I just remember thinking like the world was ending for me because I was like two times like I cannot handle this like mentally physically I was just exhausted however this time was nowhere near as bad as the first I wasn't as far as long far as along and I didn't hurt nearly as bad the first time I really had um, the cramps uh, it felt like somebody had just punched me in the gut this time it felt more like a, just a really heavy period until I got back to work um, the next week. I had this intense pain, like doubled me over pain. I didn't know what was going on. I felt lightheaded again, like I was going to pass out. And I was like, oh my gosh, I cannot get another like gash and scar on my face. So I got my husband to come get me. He was in court. He took me to the Lynchburg Hospital where my OB uh, is affiliated. And they did some testing because at first they thought it might have been like my gallbladder. They really weren't sure because the pain was only on one side. Uh, so I waited there for like three hours for them to tell me that I had the, the cyst rupture. It was a cyst. Um, it had some like residue on it so they could tell it had ruptured and it was just kind of passing. And that's why I had the intense pain right away. Uh, and then I had, they, um, what else did they do? They did an ultrasound to show that I had some infection. So they labeled it as endometritis, which I had never heard of. I mean, I've heard of endometriosis, but they said, you know, that that was normal with miscarriages. So I was like, okay, they gave me some medication, um, to kind of help that. And I just went home and tried to get my life back together and heal from that. So <clears throat> Basically, it just came down to like, I felt like my body had failed me and that I didn't know what was wrong. I wasn't getting any answers from the OB other than that they won't do any testing until you've had three, which I think is horrible. And it was like after that last time I had met with her, 
when she was checking to make sure my bubbles were zero again. She was just checking to make sure the infection had gone away. She just kind of just looked at me and was like, you know, we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. But until then, I really can't do anything else. So I told my husband, I was like, I just don't agree with that. Like, I think there is something someone can be doing or somebody can be proactive for me. So I told him, I was like, look, we're going to look somewhere else at this point. So uh, I needed a little time to heal after that second one, more so than the first one, just because I just didn't feel like myself. I felt like I was slipping into like a depression. I had anxiety. Um, cause I had lost, you know, my second baby, my cousins are still pregnant, um, and thriving. And then my sister-in-law, it was just a lot. And I felt myself retreating. Like I didn't want to talk to anybody. I don't want to, I didn't want to go anywhere. I just wanted to go to work. I started going to the gym again. I just wanted my own space where I didn't really have to talk about it or be reminded, you know, that while they're going through these milestones, I'm grieving these milestones. And I think that took a little while for my family to understand um, because I would have been the first in the family to ever have two back to back. And I just was traumatized by it. So I finally got my routine back. I started going to therapy and going back to church and it really helped me kind of find myself and figure out what I wanted and try to get my marriage back on track because I really took it out on him just because he's the only one here listening to all of this and he's the one hearing me cry every night and I really felt bad about that because he didn't deserve that and I just wanted to feel like myself again. So I finally felt like I was in a good place um, at the beginning of this year. So we definitely wanted to try and start again. So I actually made an appointment with a lady on OB about an hour from where we live. And they actually have um, connections with an infertility clinic. So I was like, well, this is good. You know, if there is something wrong, she can just refer me there and I can, you know, have a fresh start. So I actually just had that appointment um, this past week. I met with her. I had uh, a yearly and she just wanted to touch base and see how everything was going. And she immediately, like when I told her everything that had happened and she like looked at my notes, she just immediately was like, that's complete BS. I'm not going to make you go through three. She was like, as a woman, as a mother, she said, that is horrible to hear. She said, why would I make you do that when I know there's something that can be done? She was like, I'm going to be proactive for you. So before I even left, she had made me an appointment uh, with an infertility specialist. So I'm, I haven't gotten that appointment yet. So I, hopefully when I go, they can give me some type of answers or, you know, just something that I can go off of uh, instead of just having to, you know, play a wait and see kind of game, which I can't stand. So hopefully um, I'll get some answers and we'll figure out what's going on. But until then, I just take it day by day. Um, I'm still going to the gym. I still go to therapy. I still pray every day, um, multiple times a day. And hopefully that'll lead us to our rainbow baby. But until then, I'm just trying to stay positive and put my story out there and not feel ashamed or embarrassed anymore because to me, I've survived death not once but twice of my own child through my own body and I think that says something about a woman when she can you know stand up and say it that I survived 
and I am going to make it to that other side and I will have my baby in my arms one day. I just don't know when that day will be, hopefully sooner rather than later, but I'm just really excited to see uh, what God's got in store for me and my husband this year. So, yes, yeah. mic drop. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I love that. Now, I always ask at the end of every episode, if you had one piece of advice for somebody in a similar situation, what would it be? Let's see. I was thinking about this earlier. (laughs) I would definitely say um, my word would be perseverance because, yes, in the moment, it may seem like your world is falling apart and that you'll never see the light of day again. However, God's got you. God's not going to let you fail and he's going to keep his promise of, you know, when you're going through the storm, you're going to have your rainbow. And I take that very literally when it comes to this situation, because we're going to have our rainbow baby, like no matter what, whether it comes through IVF, whether it comes through adoption. I mean, there, if there's a will, there's a way and I'm going to find that way. (laughs) Yes, I'm with you. Uh, now, if somebody wants to reach out to you, where could they do so? Uh, I'm more on Instagram. So my handle is at Mrs. Jessica Cole. Uh, I don't have a private account. So you can just hop on there and follow me. And I do update like this journey on my stories. So you can check my stories when I have some good news. <laughs> <laughs> well, I appreciate you so much. I'll go ahead and I'll link your Instagram in the description of this episode. Thank you so much for hopping on and sharing your story and giving a lot of hope to other people out there as well who are going through it. So thank you so much. Yes. Keep me posted. We'll eventually do an update episode with you. (laughs) And yeah, I can't wait. So I'll talk to you soon. Thanks girl. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure you share it with a friend who could find it useful or share it on your Instagram stories. Tag myself, tag my guest so that we can personally thank you. This is a lamb fam, you guys. We're not in this alone. We're creating this ripple effect together.